Greetings, I'm Dr. Anthony Smith of Alashay Center for Enrichment and welcome to Black Folks Do Therapy, where we endeavor to challenge you to think critically about your mental health and overall wellness. Our goal is to inspire you to align your actions and values so that you might live your life fully 86,400 seconds every single day. We do this in part by asking questions and raising issues that you may not have previously considered. Ultimately, we encourage you to do those things that help you to live your best life consistently, always working towards balance. Thanks for joining us today. And we're going to be joined by Dr. Pamela Jenkins of Meta Healing Oasis. PLM Meta Healing PLM Meta Healing Oasis. Yes. How are you doing today, Dr. Jenkins? I'm well. I'm feeling really good today. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming yes. us into your wonderful practice. It's sure. beautiful here. Thank you. I'm it's, glad to have you. It's comfortable. It's inviting. I feel very, very much at ease. Good. This is a good place. This is a good healing place. Yes. Thank so, you for sharing that. Let's start off talking a little bit about the use of healing. Um, you, you. I noticed that you use that word very deliberately. Mm -hmm. Your um, office has a sign on the door that says "healing room," and you have yes. that word "healing" prominently placed throughout your um, materials describing your practice. So, say yes. a little bit about um, your use of that yeah, word. Yeah, um, I use the word "healing" mostly to remind people that we all have the power to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of times my experience has been that um, we give over that power to other people, so doctors and um, priests or things of that nature, mm -hmm. without realizing that we actually have the power to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons why I know that's true is because I've done it for myself oh, okay. um, in more ways than one. Mm -hmm. And so I really do believe in that power, and I believe that that's one of the things that help make therapy successful for a lot of people once they realize that mm -hmm. and they're able to kind of tap into it. So I see myself more as a facilitator to help people figure out, okay, what do I need to um, address, take care of in my life, and what blockages do I need to move so that I can access my own healing power. Mm. So you're eliminating the power differential that um, traditional um, therapy might employ. Yes, most definitely. Mm -hmm. Because you're the expert on your own life, right? Um, and seeing me or coming once a week or once every other week for an hour isn't really going to allow me to be the expert on your life and or tell you what's best for you. Mm -hmm. Those answers are within. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they're buried or covered or suppressed, um, but they're definitely there. Mm -hmm. So you're helping people to tap into that power. Yeah. One of the things I like to say similar to, to your, your choice there is um, I provide people with information mm -hmm. and it's up mm -hmm. to them to take that information, yeah. synthesize it, decide yes. whether or not it makes sense. Yeah. If it does, use it. Exactly. If it doesn't, discard it mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, use bits and pieces mm -hmm. of it as mm -hmm. you see fit. Yeah. And then that yeah. way you're taking ownership right. of your process of yes. growth and development. Yeah. So It's interesting you say that because I think a lot of times, um, in, and not just in therapy, but other medical, other practices, period, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, people sort of hoard or hold on to information right right I don't know if there's a fear or concern of well if I give too much information will I still be able to work or will people still need me but a lot of times you do see that right where people don't really want to share mm -hmm. um, information or resources mm -hmm. so it's interesting that you say that but it's true yeah right? give people the information and if it works for you, try to use it to the best of your ability. If not, right, you can discard it or share it with someone else that it may help or right, work with right, right. Um, and then kind of move on. So, I think yeah. particularly for people in our community, and mm -hmm. this is Black Folks Do Therapy, right. so we're talking yes. about working yes. with black folk, right? Yes. So um, typically there's a, a reluctance to come to therapy mm -hmm. in part mm -hmm. maybe because of that power differential, maybe mm -hmm. what we've been taught and what we see yeah. about the expert therapist right. and so breaking down some of those barriers which is why we're doing this showing mm -hmm. people what it is to be 
talking with someone who understands our perspective yes. and is working to instill those values in a way that is not uh-huh. um, in an author- authoritarian manner, right. but is more of an egalitarian, let right. me help you manner. Right, exactly. That yes. Is- yeah, and I think, and I also learn from my embracers, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is a two-way street. You give a little and you take a little, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just me imparting all of this as if I'm all-knowing, right? Um, but it's it's a give and take. I learn from my embracers every single day. I mm-hmm. learn something new, mm-hmm. um, which I appreciate that. And I also let them know that I'm learning from them as well. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helps them open up to, to learn more or to... Uh, receive more from me of sure. what I may be sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike traditional therapy, right? So um, I may share some personal experiences if I'm asked. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes embracers ask to hug me. I hug, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a hugger anyway, mm-hmm. so that's probably going to happen. Right. Um, so there are a lot of things that I do with an African-centered um, office or practice sure. um, that you may not see at some of the more traditional mm-hmm. um, therapeutic, per se, sure. medicinal <laughs> type of um, um, offices. That the Western visit. paradigm that we're taught, yes. right? Yes. Um, yes. And it's interesting, as I'm talking to people, I find many of us aligned similarly and are more open and it's because I think as a people our people want to know that we're real right right? Right. they want to be able to tap into us and feel our spirit like that's feeling is a very oh that vibe wasn't right right. we talk about that in our community right Mm -hmm. so and if 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 they're not feeling you right they're not coming back (laughs) yes right so we have to have that level of authenticity where we're able to connect with Mm -hmm. people that will then facilitate you know you know, change moving yeah. forward. And I think the feeling part also helps them know that we can relate, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yes. Because there's a, a level of relatability that needs to be there or that I know where you're coming from mm-hmm. and what you're talking about. And maybe I've been there or I've seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big deal for us too, as mm-hmm. opposed to going to someone who may not know or understand um, right. someone that you have to explain things to and right. very, right. You know, like a lot of minutia and just details, right? right? Let me um, help you understand why exactly. this was racist. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> where, yes. where you don't have to do that. Like, right. we get it. Oh, right. yeah. We get we, it right yeah. away. We, right. we got the tone, the intonation, yes. everything. Exactly, yep. Well, what they said wasn't, what was the problem with what they said? It right. wasn't what they said, it's the way they yes, said it. exactly. <laughs> you don't have to explain right. that. Yes. Like, we get Bypass it. Bypass all that. And we already get it, and um, and I think that that's that's beneficial to us, mm-hmm. um, and just knowing that someone understands that's part of the healing as well, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing that someone understands and gets where you're coming from, because I think a lot of the stressors that we have in life is, I mean, a lot of conflict comes from the feeling and the need to want to be heard and mm-hmm. understood, mm-hmm. and. Um, if you can sort of eliminate a big part of that, right? Mm-hmm. And hey, I understand, I feel you, I can relate, I know where you're coming from. Um, that just kind of, I think, catapults that healing sure. and, and mm-hmm. ignites that in a way that Absolutely. you may not have in other settings. So, right. Yeah. So understanding where they come from, but also having had experiences where we have had to do the work ourselves. Yes. Um, you mentioned previously uh, being able to bring in some of your own experiences of yeah. the process of your own self journey mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the healing that you've had to go through and how that benefits people and mm-hmm. that's something that I do a lot mm-hmm. as well which mm-hmm. we aren't taught to do right 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 but I have taught found, the exact opposite yes mm-hmm. but I have found that people really the, like a light bulb oh, goes yeah. off yeah. and it says well wow if right. this person has been able to get through this thing, Mm -hmm. then I can do it as well. Exactly. Do you find that to be the case? Yeah, I do. And um, just sort of knowing that someone is on the other side, Mm -hmm. right? So even if they don't know or or you don't know how to quite get there yet, but just knowing that getting there is possible and Mm -hmm. seeing evidence of that. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. A lot of times our people, we need proof. We want to see, like, hey, is it real, right? Keeping it real, 100, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. That really just means that, hey, I just need to know, right? That what you're saying is true and factual and that you can deliver on Mm -hmm. this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so them seeing someone on the other side, right, Mm -hmm. I think helps provide that proof in a way. And then also, 
just in a nutshell, our needs are just very different. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I um, discovered in being in private practice. Um, I'll be celebrating 20 years, um, April 4th. Congratulations. Thank you. Right? It's, uh, I don't know. I'm sort of dating myself. You but look, okay. You look like you could only have been 10 years. <laughs> right, 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 right. I hope so. Like, no crack. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. That's the good stuff about Melanie. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, being able to sort of explain to people why healing for yourself is important. Mm -hmm. um, why you're worthy of that healing, mm -hmm. right? And why you matter, and that your voice matters. Um, I think those are needs that are quite overlooked a lot of times in other settings. And I keep saying other settings, but right, we're talking about black folks do therapy. So, right. um, in those alternative settings, mm -hmm. I think the, the essential need that may be there is oftentimes overlooked because sometimes there are other agendas um, there may be cases where, hey, you have this many sessions to see this person and treat this person and kind of move them along. Um, one of the good things about being in private practice and African-centered is I don't have to abide by any of those things. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I could work with you as long as you're willing to work with me and until you reach your goals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you might want to share a snippet of part of your healing process that might be beneficial to folks that are listening? Yeah, so um, I've had a few where I've had to really just tap in and, mm -hmm. and try to heal myself. Um, I'll give a physical example. So I, um, so many years ago, let me see, I think in 97, 97 or 98 was the first time. Um, my mom passed away mm -hmm. in 97. Mm -hmm. And in 98, I, um, was diagnosed and I had ovarian fibroids. Mm. And I didn't know any better at the time. Um, and so my doctor at the time said, hey, you're gonna need surgery. I was in a lot of pain and I just wanted anything to relieve that pain, right? Mm -hmm. So I had surgery. Um, two, maybe three years later, they're back, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I go and I have another surgery. Mm. This time I'm just not happy because I'm very dissatisfied with the fact that they came back. No one told me that they would grow back and that it would be that quickly and easy. And then the answer was always surgery. Except this second time, um, my doctor said, well, you may want to think about um, hysterectomy. So, oh, no, that's not happening, right? Right, right? Even if I, whether I have children or not, or if I want to have them or not, you're not going to be able to remove that part for me, right? right. Um, so I went ahead with the regular surgery of the removal again. Then we fast forward to 2010. They're back again. Mm. Mm -hmm. For a third time. Yes. Wow. Bigger. Mm. Part of it was stress, right, mm. of course. Um, and I was just in so much pain and I thought I was doing all these things. I changed my diet, which really helped. But I just kind of went into myself. I went on a silent retreat for mm -hmm. 30 days. Mm -hmm. And um, I just kind of meditated and prayed and tapped into, and I did what I call uh, applied solve, right? Mm -hmm. And solve is um, my acronym for um, self-acceptance, love, value, and esteem. Self-acceptance, love, love value, value, and esteem. And esteem. Okay. So self-esteem, self-value, self-acceptance, self-love. Mm -hmm. And I would just touch myself, right, and just apply the solve. Right, all over. Mm -hmm. um, you came up with that. this yourself. I did just, mm -hmm. and I created um, a healing affirmation or mantra. Right, mm -hmm. may I be well, may I be healthy, may I be happy. I'm healthy and healed. Right, mm -hmm. so speaking things into the affirmative. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing a yoga practice, and that's really when I would have the time to kind of just focus in on myself, be still, listen for what the creator had for me and what I needed to do next. Mm -hmm. I went to the doctor about six months later before they were pressuring. This time she was adamant about a hysterectomy. Mm. And the fibroids pretty much shrunk to almost nothing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And she was amazed. And I've been going back every single year. They have not come back. Mm -hmm. um, and because I continue to apply the solve, right? Mm -hmm. um, that healing balm, sort of, that's where I kind of got the idea from. Growing up in church, I just learned about the healing balm, right? That mm -hmm. God was a healing balm. So mm -hmm. that's where I created the solve and just kind of just 
sending that love and kindness to myself and my body in different places and mm -hmm. trying to touch and heal in that sense. Okay. Yeah. That sounds yeah. extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure you've trademarked and I'm going to be writing about this. <laughs> right? I probably should. Um, I haven't. I haven't really shared that much about it. I've shared the solve and the affirmations and sort of what, what I've done mm -hmm. um, for myself. But really what it taught me was that we all have our own journey to healing mm -hmm. and we can define that journey, right? We get to write our own narratives about yes, who we yes, are in our lives um, and we can define our healing. And so that was what worked for me, um, but something else may work for someone else. Sure. So it's more of an example as opposed to a template of doing this will get you these results. It's more of, mm -hmm. hey, what do you need to do to tap into that healing power within? Mm -hmm. How do you take care of yourself? What works for you, right? right, right. Um, what kind of solve or healing bomb do you need to apply to areas of your life or to yourself, sure. right? Um, and what do you need to do to kind of be still and, and hear that voice inside? Mm -hmm. So the solve, the components of the solve mm -hmm. might differ from person to person. Yes. But the yes. template of the solve. The template is, yes, that's like, true. Do you share that with the, yes. your clients? That oh, you I do. With? Definitely, okay. definitely. Mm -hmm. And um, every day there's a theme in, with my embracers. Uh, it's always about self-care and self-healing. Mm -hmm. um, I give homework a lot and I tell people usually working with me, you're probably going to need two things. A journal as well as a, a binder or a notebook. Mm -hmm. In fact, I didn't come up with that part. One of my embracers told me, no, Dr. J, I need a binder for your work. And they come in with their, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And a lot of the activities and things that I share or tools are things that I've used myself mm -hmm. um, and tried on myself mm -hmm. um, and then just decided to share. Mm -hmm. So it's not something I found in a book or um, something maybe someone else uh, or like an assessment from mm -hmm. someone else or something that was normed or something. It's something that I've probably... 90% of the time I've tried it myself mm. and it's just either worked or been beneficial or helpful in some way mm -hmm. um, and those are the tools and things that I share with people things that I know work because I've used <laughs> I've used them so yeah I think that gives them more confidence to try it too because mm -hmm. they know that I've I'm not just giving them something right or handout or saying or suggesting something yeah yeah, yeah. it's amazing the things that we don't talk about um, you and I, we've known each other for over 20 years, yeah, and yeah. Um, I'm now I'm learning all these new things yeah. about the way you work and the yeah. way you do your work. And there are some similarities in the way that mm -hmm. I work with people as well. Right. But Isn't I think that, that it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. We should we need to talk more. I know. Right? But uh, <laughs> I'm glad this is coming out. Um, listening to the solve though, that that's mm -hmm. that's very striking. Um, how did that come to you? Well, over just many years, mm -hmm. um, me doing the work to accept myself or just who I am and loving myself as I am and in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, I think for a while, especially when I was in school, I would either second guess myself. Um, I always thought I needed to do something different or better or more or change something. Um, what I noticed going through that was the things that I was most down on myself about or that I beat myself up about, I didn't really address or deal with. Mm -hmm. I would sort of suppress them and just kind of put them into the back of my mind as if they didn't right, exist. Because right. really that, those negative things about ourselves, that's what self-reflection is, right? Self-awareness is knowing everything. Mm -hmm. Well, my thing is to embrace everything mm -hmm. about yourself. The mm -hmm. good, bad, ugly, pretty, right? The nice, the not so nice. Um, because once you embrace it, then you're in a better position to want to address it and make any necessary shifts that you deem are appropriate for you at that time. Okay. But as long as you're beating yourself up over it or if you're trying to deny, oh, that's not who I am, that's not a part of me, right? I don't do that. Or um, you're not really accepting yourself, but you're also not going to be willing to make those changes or able to make those changes because you don't even want to look at it or think about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, So that's where the self-acceptance part came in. Mm -hmm. um, the self-love really was from losing my parents at a young age mm -hmm. and figuring out that I needed to get that part together because neither my mom and dad were here to kind of reassure me along the way. Um, 
by the time I was 25, I lost both parents. Mm. So I needed to figure out quickly, and I was raising my sister, and we're 14 years apart. And I needed to figure out pretty quickly, how do I get a hold of this so that I can model for her what self-love looks like, okay. right? And how do you love yourself? And it's great to say it, and it, I think it sounds good, but I think the evidence is in our lifestyles and what, what we do. Right. Right. right, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so learning to maybe say no mm-hmm. to things that I didn't really want to do, right? Mm-hmm. But I felt pressured to do or think I should do, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to do them. I just had to say no and then deal with whatever the fallout was if people weren't happy because that's also a shift right because people have to get used to you now being a different person Mm -hmm. so me going from a yes person because I wanted that love and attention externally from someone else or the acceptance from someone else or not wanting to make people mad at me um, to just saying well you know I love myself more than I kind of want your love (laughs) and I don't know how that sounds but um that's really the case. That's mm-hmm. where that came from. And so then with the value and the self-esteem just sort of increased with that okay. um, as a result of that. And my confidence levels went up. It really went up because seeing people respond favorably after a while. Once they got used to it, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is who she is, right? And this is, probably can't do that with her or to her anymore, right? Right, right. And once they kind of got it, um, they were fine with it. Okay. And so mm-hmm. those relationships and friendships and things were mended and... Um, they're in more balance now. Balance okay. and reciprocity. I'm a Libra, so balance is <laughs> huge to me, right? Right. Yeah, that's huge. Like, balance. I have to feel, because if I'm off a little bit, mm-hmm. everyone knows it. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> I usually well, know it first, though, I think. I talk about balance. I have a little cube in my office mm-hmm. that has six different words on it. One of them is balance, yes, and I yes. frequently turn it to mm-hmm. balance and say, okay, Subliminal messaging for today right, for you. Exactly. Balance. Yes. Right. Because yes. extremes generally aren't good. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Play too much, work too right. much, problem. Yes. Too aggressive, too passive. Yes. Right. So right. trying to find balance on mm-hmm. whatever it is that we're working for yeah. in our lives. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, it makes a big difference in mm-hmm, my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last one was the E, which for is esteem. Esteem. For self esteem. Right, right. Yes. Yes. Okay. And that's really just where the confidence um, came from. And mm-hmm. Um, being okay with the decisions I was making, mm-hmm. um, and but also working on my my personal goals, right, and setting goals for myself in terms of, okay, what do you want for your life, and what do you want to see in mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. what do you want to manifest, right? But the goal part was really me figuring out, okay, it's nice to have these thoughts and wants, but what part am I going to play and what am I going to do about it right. to try to help those things manifest? Mm-hmm. Because once again, remembering and empowering myself right, and knowing that I can help those things manifest. Mm-hmm. It's not like something just happens to me. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Not a sitting duck. So. That's right. That's yeah. right. We are co-creators. Yes. Um, sometimes things happen to us, but often mm-hmm. we can create mm-hmm. the things that yes. happen. Yeah. So yeah. there's balance mm-hmm. in that too. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Owning it and doing those things intentionally mm-hmm. that move us forward. Right, it's very important. Yeah. Very important lesson. You're yeah. you're modeling some very good things there. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you. You mentioned earlier that you were under a lot of stress, and you believe the stress was the cause of some of the um, the fibroids coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one might say, well, you're a psychologist, you're talking to people about managing their stress right. every day. Yeah. How is it that you're under stress? Yeah. How does that right. happen? Right, right. I know. I kind of ask myself the same question mm-hmm. because I think too, we fall into that, right? Where mm-hmm. we think, oh, we're taking care of ourselves. And um, my specialty is trauma. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I would take on a lot. And Um, One of the reasons why self-care is a daily theme in my office now is because I wasn't doing it every day. Mm -hmm. So there's, um, you know, the four or five love languages, that book? Yes, absolutely. So in there, um, the author, he talks about uh, filling your love tank. Mm -hmm. Well, my thing is filling my self-care tank, right? Right. Um, Because like I said, life happens every day and it continues to happen. And if you're doing something, just a little bit something each and every day to fill your self-care tank. Mm -hmm. When those big things or major things happen or those mishaps, it doesn't completely destroy you or um, 
make it where you you can't really function or it doesn't completely overwhelm you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you would have built up that tank a little bit. Right. But if you're not really taking care of yourself, which is what I was doing, mm-hmm. running on empty, that tank was on complete empty. That's so true. then I get this diagnosis and I'm just like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the bed for a week. Um, I don't know what to do. I'm thinking I'm getting pressure for hysterectomy over here. And I'm also in pain over there. So I was really... Um, not doing what I should have been doing and really honestly not doing what I was practicing right yeah right yeah so I also that's another lesson I learned right that's why I can speak to it because I know how it happens because life happens you're trying to go to work school right you may have children you have this going on and organizations you're a part of and you want to try to have a social life or do it's just and it became too much Mm -hmm. too much Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of floating Right, moving along. I wasn't moving myself though, right? Right. It's almost like my feet weren't even on the ground. I was just going whichever way, whatever's next. Oh, gotta do this. Okay, gotta do that. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, I was getting sicker and didn't even know, not paying attention to my body, not being mindful or self aware. Mm-hmm. Before I knew it, I was in the hospital. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So that's a very Which, powerful lesson yes. for, you know, that's a theme that many of us, mm-hmm. particularly. I want to say black women, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because black women tend to carry more, right? Yes. Um, in terms of childcare. So mm-hmm, you're working, mm-hmm. childcare, mm-hmm. you know, household. Yeah. Black women are doing a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes doing yeah. way too much and right. not taking yeah. care of themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that pressure to then, to, 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 to always right. be on. Right. 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 Everybody else gets taken care of, mm-hmm. and then she's last. Last, right, right, right. So, yeah, yeah. being yeah. able to speak to that and say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "No, I gotta take care of myself right. because if I don't, I won't yes. be able to really take care of anyone else." Right, right. and mm-hmm. and I, you know, I say it's okay to be selfish. And when people hear that, they're like, "What?" Because we've been taught that being selfish is such a negative thing or mm-hmm. it's a negative word or description mm-hmm. but it really isn't I think it's okay sometimes to be selfish mm-hmm. and to say no being selfish really just means that you're putting yourself first and taking care of yourself right. yourself first um, I use the example a lot of times and I think then people get it because the first time I heard it I just thought it was weird I was on a trip with my parents and we're on the airplane and I remember mm-hmm. when the flight attendant they're saying oh well if something happens Put the mask on yourself first and then apply it to your children. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there, I was an only child at the time, and I was thinking, they better not put anything on themselves first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if something happens to this plane, <laughs> right, you better hook me up first. Right. Um, but as I grew older, like now I get it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're right, if, if I don't apply that oxygen mask on myself to breathe, right, and to be able to live, I can't help you. Right. So if I'm suffocating, then the child, your child and your family or your friends or your work, it's certainly going to suffer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing wrong with applying that mask to yourself first. Mm-hmm. Great, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, I like to say that I'd rather you show up 80% of the time mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. 100% of yourself oh, yeah. rather like than showing that. up 100% of the time mm-hmm. giving 60% of yourself. Right, oh yeah. Right? Definitely, So it's yes. quality versus yes. quantity. Right. Which makes a big difference. Right. And you'd be surprised because you get much more done, too. Absolutely. People think that it's the quantity, right. but really it's the quality. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here different. every day, but right. uh, <laughs> I'm here. I'm showing up to this game, exactly. but oh, I wish I could be somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? That's, mm-hmm. You bring that energy with right. you, and that affects everybody Everyone. else. Yes. So you're there, but... That right. it's not healthy being exactly. there, yeah. as opposed to hey, let's go. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's make it happen. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. And even if you're there for part of the game, right? But you're there 100. percent Right. Right. So then, yeah, that's much more valuable. Okay. So yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about your um, tra- your you, you said you specialize in trauma. Yes. Um, and I'm interested how you how that happened. Did you seek mm-hmm. that out or did it kind of evolved that way? It sort of um, found me, mm-hmm. or sought me out, I guess. Um, my research and dissertation and the work that I've always done has been around trauma, and it started with cultural trauma, right? So mm-hmm. I was looking at um, how 
we as a people are impacted by trauma that we've learned or received through our folklore, through the stories that we mm -hmm. tell. Mm -hmm. And seeing that those symptoms were the same as the symptoms for PTSD. Okay. Um, even if, and so when you hear people say things like, well, why does it matter to you? You weren't here during slavery, right? right. Well, depending on the folklore and what you learned, right, and what mm -hmm. you um, seen, whether it's TV, movies, or pictures, right, um, those things are just as traumatizing. So the definition of trauma is if you've experienced or witnessed or had to deal with a trauma yourself, someone close to you, or someone you didn't even know. Mm. So, right, mm -hmm. so whether it's yourself, witnessed, or experienced. Okay. So it doesn't have to be that um, only me, that's the only way that um, I could be traumatized, mm -hmm. is if I actually went through the specific trauma. Mm -hmm. I could have the same symptoms as just witnessing it or hearing the stories about it, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, and so looking at how that impacts us mm -hmm. and um, trying to figure out, okay, so how do I create a healing model around just the regular trauma that we carry that we may not even know or be aware of. Because mm -hmm. um, a lot of times people would think that, oh, it doesn't impact them. 2020, we're seeing a lot where now, I think people are more accepting of that. Um, mm -hmm. But before, it was more of, well, no, I didn't go through it. Or, um, you know, our white counterparts would say, well, it was I wasn't the slave master, I wasn't this, right. it wasn't me. Right. Right, right. But if you benefit, and then I may still be suffering in some way, mm -hmm. um, the effects are the same. Mm. And so the work then becomes the same, right? And mm. you have to address it with as much fervor as you would as if someone was actually there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's sort of how, and, and that chose me. I tried to get away from it. I ran from it. Mm -hmm. I tried to change things. Mm -hmm. I changed chairs three times. Uh -huh. I really tried hard. Mm -hmm. I really did, mm -hmm. um, but I I love the work that I do. I love the work in trauma healing, um, and I love helping people see that they can heal from from traumas, mm -hmm. um, even those that they haven't even identified yet. So, how often are you seeing this in your practice? Do people seek you out for it, or is it just something that manifests mm -hmm. as you're talking mm -hmm. to people? Both. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people seek me out for that specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times, though, it sort of manifests during my work with people, and they sometimes they don't realize that they've been traumatized, and mm -hmm. I'll say, well, that's trauma, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. they're sometimes they're like, no, right? Um, just because of what we've learned about trauma and what it may represent or what it may mean. Mm -hmm. um, but after sort of explaining it to them and them understanding their symptoms and knowing that, hey, there are other things that I can do and I can try to take care of myself and this is happening, mm -hmm. um, it kind of opens them up to it. And so they um, understand it more, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. not necessarily accepting the diagnosis because I try to stay away from the labels sure. in that sense. Sure, yes. um, but just as a way of helping people understand what may be going on in their lives and why they may respond and react in a certain way and um, why things are manifesting in their lives in mm -hmm. the way that they are. Mm -hmm. So if stories about an uncle being lynched are passed mm -hmm. down or um, a grandparent who had to deal with having dogs sicked on them during right. the Jim Crow era mm -hmm. um, as they were fighting for civil rights, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, those mm -hmm. type of stories have an impact on the way people see the world yes. and then make it, or even the videos that we're seeing all the time right. of mm -hmm. you know black men and women oh, getting yeah. shot oh, and yes. killed and yep. treated horribly by the mm -hmm. police mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. that's a it's horrible. extremely traumatizing yeah even the trauma of watching the news right. and seeing the assault on mm -hmm. black and brown bodies mm -hmm. in this country exactly yeah yeah it's it's huge i'll, I'll tell you a personal i was um leaving work one night and it was really late and i was like exhausted um, and I wanted to just get some ice because sometimes my iron is low, I chew ice, <laughs> it's probably not good, but that's one of the ways I can tell. Mm -hmm. And um, I got pulled over. I had no idea, I know that it impacted me seeing these videos and all of this stuff, but I was pulled over by two white cops and when I tell you, I, 
it took everything in me just to hold it together because I almost completely lost it. Like my heart was pounding. I started sweating. I was crying without even knowing it. And the officer said, your eyes are red or why are your eyes, you know, and I didn't even realize it. Like full on panic attack. Like that trauma kicked in. It was late at night. It was on the road here. The streets and the roads don't really have lights. Mm -hmm. I'm from San Francisco, so it's lit up everywhere right. here. So me and just this officer with two cops in the car on the road and no lights really, I was deathly afraid. Mm. And I didn't even realize it, I had no idea. And I went home and I cried because I was still scared. I was wow. still shaken up. Um, and you can't and deny- And just from seeing, right. Like you can't make that feeling, the, the feeling just right. came. You weren't right. expecting this. You didn't even Not think at that, all. that that would happen. Not at all, right. And then you're in this moment and yes. now you're feeling all these things. Yes, yeah. I didn't even, and I've heard people say things like, and this has happened to me too, oh, when a cop is behind me, I'll get nervous, and that's happened sometimes too, mm -hmm. but for some reason, like that night, I wasn't exactly when he was behind me, but then when he pulled me over, and he even made a note in his on the ticket that I was, um, I had some ice, and I was eating some Cheetos, and I had my music up because I was tired, right? So mm -hmm. what we do, right, we need to get home, mm -hmm. you know, music up, he's like, I can hear the music from from my car and I was like well I'm trying to stay awake right but um, yeah it, it was I didn't realize that seeing those videos knowing what happens and knowing that these murders and these this police protect that these things can happen with no recourse or consequence and just thinking about my sister and family and no one knowing where I was mm -hmm. and I just, all of that just flooded. It mm. just, you know, it was wow. like floodgates opened and all of that came to the forefront of my mind mm -hmm. and I was really, really like freaking out. But then I was trying to calm myself down because I realized my freaking out would make him maybe freak out. Right. Because I think that's what happens sometimes right. and then they think they're afraid of us mm -hmm. and it's like, no, that, that person was doing that because they were afraid. Right. You know, yeah. Like so you have all these multiple something. level of things that you're thinking about and having yes. to process. Right. And all when, these images are coming, right, right that I've seen. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so the thoughts and the images and the possibilities, right, all mm -hmm. of that, that was, it was a bit much for me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That, that's powerful. Yeah. So <sighs> I think we all can identify that with mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. The question then becomes, what do we do? Right. So yeah. how do we, what's the healing mechanism right. for yeah. somebody that is experiencing that type of thing, mm -hmm. who's, who is dealing with the mm -hmm. stress of having watched all these things being pulled yeah. over, et cetera, et cetera, racism on the job. Mm -hmm. how, mm -hmm. what, are some, so mm -hmm. what are some things we can do to heal ourselves? Yeah, well, the first thing is what works for you in terms of self-care? And that's what I had to figure out the next day, right? So what do I need to do for myself? And what do I need in the moment? So one of the things that I teach my embracers is to do what I call a needs assessment. Mm -hmm. And that's asking yourself, okay, what do I need from this person? Or what do I need from this situation in the moment? And asking yourself that question repeatedly and each time you answer, it should be different. Mm -hmm. The goal is to get to the depths of what your needs are because usually those first answers are the superficial things, right? Sure. Like, okay, I needed, uh, I don't know, a glass of wine, or I needed, um, you know, for him to let me go, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, but just asking myself repeatedly, what do I need? What do I need, right? What do I need from this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, for me, in that moment, it was to spend time with my niece and to remind myself of my purpose. The other need I had was a massage because I was knotted up and I was sore from the anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and I just needed some quiet time, mm -hmm. right? So I just did that needs assessment. And um, honestly, I didn't do it to the next day though. Because mm -hmm. I kind of probably cried myself to sleep actually. But the next day I did the needs assessment. I woke up, I set my intention for the day of what I wanted to have happen. And um, I just kind of asked myself, what do you need? What do you need to heal and feel better from this and to move forward? Mm -hmm. and, um, and it changes daily. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I suggest doing a needs assessment. Mm -hmm. And whatever you're doing, it should be centered around self-care. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. 
Does it, it signals to my editor oh. to cut this part. So we'll start back here. Okay. So your needs assessment mm -hmm. will be the first step. That's what you would recommend somebody to mm -hmm. do a needs assessment. Mm -hmm. And then from there, see, actually implement those needs. Implement I guess whatever those needs are in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. And just reminding yourself and trying to be present in the moment and staying present mm -hmm. and not thinking about what happened before or replaying it in your mind, mm -hmm. right? Because that's part of what continues to be traumatizing mm -hmm. when we do that. Right. So trying to be present in the moment, doing a needs assessment, and then implementing those things. They're just saying, I can't get this trauma out of my mind. I keep seeing mm -hmm. this image over and over mm -hmm. and over again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do I get it out? Mm -hmm. By being present. Right. And checking in with yourself. I've even done things where I might wear a bracelet or something just to kind of bring myself back because the mind does that. Right. Yes. It wonders. And you can't really even do anything about that. Mm -hmm. What you can do is when that's happening and you feel it or you can kind of sense like, oh, wait, I went somewhere else. Right. To do something to bring yourself back. And I'm a full believer in crutches. So whatever you need to get there. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, sometimes I think we say, oh, we'll do X, Y, and Z, and people may feel like, oh, they should be able to do it and without any help or reminders or anything. I've gone through phases where I would put post-its all over, mm -hmm. right, my mirror, the refrigerator, so mm -hmm. I can see stuff to remind me in words, um, triggers, <laughs> right, you know, mm -hmm. because it's a, it's a big, it, because it's not easy. Right. The words may sound easy coming out of my mouth, but it's mm -hmm. not easy to do. Mm -hmm. So we have to do things, one, we have to understand who we are, what our limitations are, and then implement whatever crutches we need to help mm -hmm. us along the way. Mm -hmm. um, my alma mater, my undergrad is Clark Atlanta University, mm -hmm. and our motto was find a way or make one. And mm -hmm. I have lived by that, and it's helped me mm -hmm. so much because either find a way or make one up. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've done both. And that's the, power, that's the resiliency that yes. we have as a people. Yes, anyway. yes. So that's figure it out. Find a way, yeah. right? Or make one up until you get there, right? right, right. Um, and so just thinking that way as opposed to thinking that there is a right way to do it mm -hmm. or a certain model or certain steps to follow. So mm -hmm. even with meditation, I tell people, some people say you have to sit a certain way. And this, I'm saying as long as you're comfortable, right? Even if you don't have an affirmation or anything or any sound, if you can just try to sit and be still, start off with two minutes. Right. Try to graduate to five minutes. It may not, you may not be up to an hour or 30 minutes like I am, mm -hmm. but that's okay, mm -hmm. right? It's just kind of starting to, or trying to start that. Mm -hmm. And it's going to look different and just letting people know that. Mm -hmm. So your healing process and path is probably going to be different from mine mm -hmm. um, because it should meet your needs. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm, I want to go back to this term. You mentioned embracers. Um, yes. I want you to explain a little bit about um, why you use that uh, terminology. Or that yeah, because I want people to know that they can embrace their healing power. Mm -hmm. I think my experience has been, not that I think, but my experience has been and what I've, the feedback I've received is, well, that's why I'm here, Dr. J, so you can help me or so you can heal me, mm -hmm. right? And so... It's sort of embracing yourself and within that embracing the healing power that you have um, surprisingly a lot of people also know that um, embracing themselves and knowing that they have power also means that they may have to do something about their circumstance sure right mm -hmm. so sometimes and it is easier sometimes to just oh there's nothing I can do or to let someone else do it or take care of it but when you realize that you're empowered Mm -hmm. It kind of puts a little bit responsibility on you, right? right? Like, right. okay, I am empowered, so I can do this. Mm -hmm. So I have to do the work, right? Okay. So encouraging people and saying, hey, you're an embracer. You're open. So that's right? a power word. Yes. You know, words are so powerful. Even the affirmations we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. our subconscious yeah. really absorbs the things that we are, mm -hmm. that we present it with. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I... Mm -hmm. typically tend not to watch the news and right. try to avoid all of those yes. snuff videos here. anyway yeah. because I don't yeah. want that in my mind, in yes. my psyche. Yeah. But when we 
do the opposite and say, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to bombard. That's why I love yeah. your office, all the yeah. positive words, yeah. the positive images you have everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like when I see the imagine it, dream yeah. it, achieve it, yeah. that's wearing on my mind. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. sending messages right. of empowerment yes. to me. Yeah. And so putting those stickies up everywhere, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our sub, even though we may not be actively reading right. it, yeah. our subconscious yeah. is interpreting it and it's going in mm-hmm. and creating a new tape, mm-hmm. new images that allow us right. to be powerful. Yes. In, yeah. in who we are yeah. so yeah thank really you for like mentioning that because that's the goal that's why I kind of yeah. do that yeah um, in a way where people you don't have to actively be doing it or even realize it but just seeing it because that's the way other things affect us too right absolutely it right. May, we're not actively hoping or to see right a snuff um, video or mm-hmm. something but seeing it it impacts us even right. when we think it doesn't mm-hmm. so just interjecting some positive things yes. um, mm-hmm. where it just kind of comes across you you know, throughout your walk from my office to the bathroom, there's positive images in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so everywhere you turn, I try to have something that right. represents you mm-hmm. and it's empowerment and positive. Yeah, that from the yeah. moment you walk in the door, yeah. you yeah. can definitely yeah. feel that. Thank you. And I think that is so that important because when you go to um, Duke Hospital mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, right. uh, the uh, what is it, Emory here? Emory, Emory yes, Hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You walk in and you see images reflective of right. the dominant culture. Yes, yeah, and yeah. there are no apologies made for that. Right. And so yeah. for us to have a place where um, our people can come and just go, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. wow, mm-hmm. this is home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can embark upon my healing process. Yes. Yeah. It's very, very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's okay to do that. And yes. I'm worthy. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thank so you. as we as we close out, I'm going to give you one more question okay. here. Um, what's your favorite thing to do um, therapy-wise? Oh, therapy-wise. Um, and then just in life. I'm trying to think. <laughs> self-care what is my favorite thing to do? Well, self-care, well, I can answer it like personally. Um, my favorite thing to do is I'm so happy that I have found a really nice salsa group here um, because I've really been missing dancing salsa and it impacts me um, and and water is a big thing for me so one of the favorite things I like to do in therapy is um, introducing water as a healing component mm-hmm. and um, I have two fountains right mm-hmm. um, just so that people know and can, can feel the power from from water and just hearing it and uh, it's a calming mechanism too mm-hmm. um, but really, the other favorite thing I have is I let people know that when you come, this is your time. It's set aside for you. So however you want to embark on this hour is, is up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you want to sit in silence for a few minutes, if you need to vent, or if you want me to take the lead or ask questions, um, whatever it is you want to do. So I really like empowering people, even with that time, that one hour time mm-hmm. that they have with me. Yeah. So that's probably one of the most favorite things I like doing and I like giving people homework <laughs> I do yeah <laughs> well it's through the work that change happens yes so, yes yes so. I think that's the part I like seeing when they come back and if the, if it works for them and yeah. helps them and they're like thank you so much right mm-hmm. and um, sometimes this work can be a thankless job yeah. where mm-hmm. we don't really hear or see or know mm-hmm. um, any benefit or if, if the person has been helped um, so when you get those little tidbits and stuff, I think that that's nice. It's it like, is, it okay, is affirming. Yeah, I had a purpose. guy once who came back five years later. Mm-hmm. He said I'd seen him one or one or two times, mm-hmm. and he said when I left, I was very angry at you. Oh wow! Um, because I challenged him on some things. Yeah. But he said that from that he was able to ultimately really process it, think about mm-hmm, it, do the mm-hmm, work, mm-hmm. and turn his life around. Mm-hmm. He said, I have a business now. Yeah. And he ran down his list wow. of successors. Right. And he said, so I just wanted to come back by mm. and, and thank you for that mm-hmm. because even though I was mad in the yeah. moment, <laughs> right. uh, yes. ultimately I had to realize that mm-hmm. you were saying this for my benefit. Yeah. And yeah. once I got out of my feelings mm-hmm. and started to apply the things yeah. we had talked about, right. yes. now look at right. my life. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I did not remember him. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, 
but it was mm-hmm. good to have mm-hmm. the feedback and to know yeah. that yes people even though we because we typically wouldn't get something like right. that people just right. go on about yeah. their lives exactly yeah um but it makes mm-hmm. it, it makes it worthwhile it does it right it makes that, knowing yeah. that you're living in your purpose that much sweeter when, absolutely when you're seeing the evidence of it absolutely yeah, yeah. so any any last words you want to um let me think i just want to encourage people to just really take care of themselves Mm -hmm. and and just remind people that yes you do have the power it doesn't matter what anyone says um always get a second or third opinion if need be you Mm -hmm. know but to really try to tap into yourself and listen to your inner voice Mm -hmm. um, because that's where your answers are um it's it's already inside you you already know right the body has a memory um, and and so you already have the answers. Mm-hmm. You just may need to do some work to remove some of those blockages and walls that prevent you from accessing them. Mm-hmm. But you're the expert on your life. Okay. Yeah. Well, and embrace your healing power within. That's important. Absolutely. Yes. Embrace your healing power within. That yes. is a wonderful way to to leave off. And um, I just want to thank you for you know the opportunity to come mm-hmm. here and, and have this dialogue and. Um, allow people to see this wonderful practice that you have. Um, um, let folks know how to get in touch with you in case people in the Atlanta area uh, want to come see you and if you do any teletherapy or anything like yes, that. Yes, I do. Um, I also do teletherapy. Um, my office number is 404-590-8156. And I'm on ZocDoc. Also, my email is ask dr j08 at gmail.com that's a s k d r j 08 at gmail.com and i have some social media but i'm not as active as i probably should be so i don't know if i should give that out um um, so it's at dr pamela jenkins um for facebook and twitter and i'm also at at dr pamela jenkins on linkedin Okay. Yeah. Good. So people know how to get in touch with yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and as always with us, you know, it's um, connect with us on the Twitter at Heart Mind Healer, um, oh. and the website is alashe a l a s e dot net. So please follow us, like us, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Black Folks Do Therapy, where you can mm-hmm. see the video. Uh, version or if you want to just listen to the podcast version that's fine as well however you get it is good Um, and as always when we close we want to remind you to be a critical thinker as it relates to your mental health Mm -hmm. don't just accept what people tell you do your own research find out for yourself what your truth is Mm -hmm. empowerment as Dr. Jenkins has been talking about And so we want you to always consciously question your choices and find things that ultimately will lead you to happiness and fulfillment. In closing, I want to remind you to always be a critical thinker as it relates to your mental health and well-being. We always want to inspire you to consciously question your choices to ensure that you are doing those things that bring you happiness and fulfillment. Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel and share the information with others who might benefit. Connect with us on Twitter at HeartMindHealer and visit our Facebook and Instagram pages at Alashe Center, A-L-A-S-E Center. Our website is alashe.net, A-L-A-S-E dot net. And feel free to contact us for any consultations or questions you might have. Things that I might be missing Running too fast to stop to live